Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, episode 36, recording this on September the 16th, 2021. I am your boy, Nemesis Prime, the one, the only, Varian Whore, Justin. Uh, here in Jersey, it's fucking cold, actually, on a September evening, where we're actually recording this a little late, because we got some special guests coming on all the way from far-off land of Alaska. Uh, with me here tonight is, of course, my partner in crime, Zach. What is up, buddy? What's going on, everyone? The man, the myth, the manimal. Here today, it's still warm down here in Texas. Actually, and I was hearing on the radio today, apparently there's still a thing called the radio. And uh, we're looking at like some some highs here, like some record highs at this time of the year for the heat, which I'm going to be honest with you, now that I have a pool at my house, I'm not upset about that. Like, that's pretty nice. It kind of sucks. I know you had to, you told me all about how you... You had to close up your pool the other day mm-hmm. or like like last week or last something. Week, yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. But it's, so, it's also different here in Jersey too. Like for when you have a pool, you don't go down the shore. Like me, like right. in New Jersey, like before we owned a house, my wife and I, before we were married, like we were down the beach all the time, like every weekend. Now it's just like, I'm not going driving an hour and a half. It's just the patio. Let's just go to the patio in the pool. Yeah, it's yeah. like I can walk inside and grab a beer. It's free. I don't got to pay. You know, I have to deal with the sand. and Dude, I hate sand. That's what I was going to say. I hate sand so much. Yeah, it's ugh, whatever. But we're here. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, let's kind of get right into our community section. Uh, we actually have an awesome email from uh, one of our friends, Tiger Fed. Uh, Zach, you got that uh, right up and ready to roll? Yeah. So apologies because this was, I'm seeing in the email received eight days ago. So sorry, we didn't get to this last week. Um, But yeah, question from Tiger Fett. He says, Aloha, Justin and Zach. I hope everything is going well with you guys. Sorry, I kind of fell behind with the podcast, but now I'm all caught up, which I want to let you know, bro. We didn't know you fell behind, but now we know and we're upset, but at least you're caught up. So, so many topics to talk about, but I'll focus on a couple. I've been listening to the Dune audiobooks in preparation for the new movie. I read the books years ago, and honestly, the series is weird and confusing as shit. The audiobooks aren't much better at clarification. Sometimes I felt like getting high just to understand them, and I'm a well-read and fairly intelligent guy. Now on to the good stuff. In episode 26, Zach mentioned Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time fantasy books. In my humble opinion, there's no greater fantasy series than the Wheel of Time, not even Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, or the Dragonbone Chair. The story is fantastic with complex characters, plot twists, and a unique magic system. Just imagine the latter as a mix of the force and mutant powers. I started reading the books again for the third time and still appreciate Jordan's masterpiece of high fantasy. Zach, you are the man. Thank you, sir. There are comics based on the books and the first appearances of most of the major characters are in an issue called The Wheel of Time Dragon Mount, one shot published by the Dabble Brothers. Dynamite Comics picked it up a few years ago, but I think they canceled it. I have a question for you guys. What IP that currently does not have a live action adaptation would you like to see turn into a movie or television series my answer would be robotech the macross saga all right my friends thanks for the awesome show and i'll catch you later tiger fett from honolulu hawaii so man i loved this question when i read it last week and it just got me all excited again so there's so many things to talk about here so i have a mad love for comics but my first love has always been fantasy science fiction novels. I'm, I'm always, always reading. I'm always reading comics and I always have novels and books I'm reading. And I always read series. So first off, Dune, let's get, let's get into Dune. So I've read probably the first two, maybe the third Dune. And it's, it's great. It's arguably probably the greatest science fiction book, Dune, the first one, Dune, of, of all time. 
mm-hmm. arguably. Um, but yes, it is confusing and it gets super weird as it goes on. I couldn't really get into it past like book two, book three. Um, I'm super excited for the movie. What do you think? Have you you read Dune at all or any of that? I'm not a Dune fan at all, but you know, watching the trailer, uh, yeah. I think this is going to be an epic movie or it's going to be just a lot of great actors and actresses in this like high budget film. And it's just mm-hmm. going to kind of be like, meh. But I'm hoping it's good. It looks it looks awesome. Don't get me it wrong. It does, yeah. Yeah, and like audiobooks, so same question to you, Justin. Like audiobooks for me sometimes, like I don't like listening to an audiobook if I haven't read the book before. So if I'm rereading a book, like The Wheel of Time currently, mm-hmm. I can listen to audiobooks because I already know where the story's going. I already know the characters. But I do sometimes have a hard time, like um, if I don't see the names of the characters, if I'm not actually reading the words, I don't retain it as well for me. Mm-hmm. So... Dune audiobooks sound like a fucking nightmare, to be honest with you, because it's crazy, dude. They use weird terminology and words. I mean, it's like made up shit, obviously. And you're just like, what are the hell are they talking about? So, but um, I like the audiobooks though for like Star Wars. So I like, I've been listening to uh, it, it really started this year. I I finally decided to start using like Audible and you know, every now and then they'll throw you like a free credit. So I downloaded and I've read it before. I read the Ahsoka Tano book that, you know, when it came out and then I was like, all right, you know, let me try to, let me just listen to this because it's Ashley Eckstein. She's the one who obviously is Ahsoka Tano throughout the entire Clone Wars series. So it's her reading the entire book and her reading the book is perfect because you picture Ahsoka Tano in all these scenarios. Yeah. But I love it because then even in the background, like you hear the different sounds in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I've also listened to Star Wars Light of the Jedi, which was the first High Republic novel. I listened to A Rising Storm, which was the third one that came mm-hmm. out. Uh, I've also downloaded, but I have not started both the the Revan and also and also the Darth Bane stuff. So gotcha. those are on my list to listen to. And uh, they're interesting because you get a little bit like you can actually feel like you can feel where you're at. Like you you read right. Did you read Rising Storm? I haven't read that yet. I'm looking at okay. it right now. But even like Light of the Jedi, like the whole interstellar, you know, yeah. the great calamity that happens when you're listening to it, you actually feel like you're in space. Like, you know, they're like, they're on the planet trying to save all these people. And I feel like you, you can picture it in your mind. And it's perfect for me too. Cause I typically will listen to it while I'm driving in my car. Right. Just kind of laying down, chilling, you know, and sometimes reading realistically, even reading comics kind of like puts me to sleep. So uh, the auto, the audio stuff is actually really good. I can see that, and especially because you're familiar with the Star Wars universe. So there's not like terminology and stuff in there that mm-hmm. would really throw you off. But so I do not suggest if you ever decide to read Dune, doing audiobook <laughs> first. Like uh, James is an interesting man for doing that. So then he moves on to what we talked about a couple weeks ago: um, the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time. So if you guys haven't watched, they just did like release the trailer on Amazon Prime as well, and it's looks epic and awesome Mm -hmm. and he's right man it is such a good series i think i'm on my third or fourth read through as well and there's like 13 14 books they're all like damn near a thousand pages long but they are so so good um i'm kind of in agreement with uh tiger fett and this is going to be controversial man because lord of the rings is arguably considered like the greatest fantasy series of all time now Mm -hmm. it's good but I think the movies are better and that might really piss a lot of people off, but I think the Lord of the Rings movies do the story better justice than the books do. Um, Game of Thrones, 
shit, bro, that's not even done yet. That guy's probably going to die before he finishes those books. So we don't know what that's going to be like. And then I love how he threw out the dragon bone chair, man. Tad Williams, that's an underappreciated fantasy series as well, but it's really, really good. And seeing this here, and I'm looking at the series on my bookshelf right now, makes me want to reread dragon bone chair as well. Now that I'm, when I'm done with wheel of time. So, um, now when he sent this question, I immediately went to like eBay and started looking for this book, the wheel of time dragon mount. And it is hard to find dude. Like hmm. I found one on eBay, a 9.6 for $500. I mean, we're talking Damn. low print run, low, low print run. Like this dabble did like a zero issue. Um, the dragon mount, it's like, like you said, it's a one shot. And then dynamite went on to do like an ongoing for the first book. I think they really only did eye of the world. Um, and maybe there's like 20, 30 issues of that. And they're a low print run as well. But okay, I think even raw, that book was something like 80, 90 bucks, which I was tempted to buy it, man. But I was like, oh, no, dude, 80, 90 bucks for some random ass book. And so I've been going to shops and I've been looking in like, you know, the Drek files of every, every shop I've been to. Cause that's where you're going to find it. If, if you find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, the question Justin, we'll start with you. What IP that currently does not have a live action adaptation would you like to see turned into a movie or television series? I feel like I know what yours is going to be, and I feel like you guys just talked about this. I don't. I don't think you know. No, oh, okay. I know. I know what you think, but they're already coming out with a movie for that. So, did okay. you think Gundam? I thought Gundam. Yeah. All right. So no, it's actually not going to be Gundam. But since he, you know, since Tiger Fett stuck with the, you know, the animation, the Japanese animation stuff, I actually decided to keep it in that realm, and. You know, I really had to go deep into my history of, of watching Japanese anime. And I know this is I feel like it's already been done in obviously Marvel Comics once I tell you it. But uh, Vampire Hunter D. OK, I don't know if you've ever I'm familiar, watched. but I'm not super savvy on it. OK, so Vampire Hunter D. The name of the main character is D. He's a, a dampier. It's basically mm -hmm. half vampire, half human, similar right. to Blade. So like they've already done this in the world of movies. Right. Uh they came, uh, the first movie came out in like the 80s and then they've done like audiobooks throughout the years in like the early 90s like late 80s early 90s then they came out with vampire hunter d bloodlust the second movie came out i think in like just around 2000 because i remember i got it when i graduated high school um and then there was like a video game um but more recently, I guess it was back in like 2015 or 2016. I remember they did a Kickstarter for a comic. It was like six issues. It was done, I believe, from Dark Horse, but don't quote me on that. They did it. And um, I remember like Art Germ had like a badass cover for number one. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so Vampire Hunter D is just like a cool character because obviously, yes, he's very much like Blade because he's half human, half vampire. He's got the he's got a sword he fights with very, you know, elegant, very graceful, you know, kills both the not so much the humans, but mostly the vampires. But he's also has, you know, a mystical ability like he's got this thing on his hand. that's kind of like a creature, like a parasite that talks to him and can do certain things like almost hmm. like open up a world like a, a void or, you know, it can actually suck in matter. Um, but, yeah, I think the Vampire Hunter D like storyline and just background can definitely be done, you know, very well. Like if you've watched the Castlevania kind of the latest Castlevania Netflix series, it's almost like watching Alucard because that's mm -hmm. kind of like his storyline. He's like part human, part vampire. Yeah, but man. I loved, you know, when, when I read this question and I, I went deep into my anime, I remember watching 
um, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. And it's such a great movie because it introduces characters like uh, the Marcus brothers who are kind of like, if you remember watching blade two, like that group of vampire yeah, the hunters. blood pack. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar to that, but these are humans and they all have like cool abilities. It's kind of like blade Trinity when you have like, uh, um, oh, like Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds crew. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's very, it's very similar. Like there's a pack of hunters. It's not like the, uh, the Belmonts or the Van Helsing type of thing. It's mm -hmm. just like the Marcus, Marcus brothers. And, and there's a sister in there, but I think a Vampire Hunter D series or TV movie would be, you know, really awesome because like I said, they only have done the two movies back in the eighties and the two thousands. There was supposed to be like, and I remember after that Kickstarter was funded, they were talking about bringing another uh, movie out, but nothing ever came from it. And I think a lot of people are, are missing the boat on some pretty, uh, pretty badass Japanese animation. So cool. That's my pick. What about kind you? Kind of excited me to try to look into some Vampire Hunter D. Maybe I'll do that. Um, What's my pick? God, I'll be honest with you. Like it would have been Wheel of Time, um, mm -hmm. but I would never. I would have told you there's no way they'll do it. It's just too long of a story and too uh, too many characters. Until you saw Game of Thrones, but if you would have asked me, also, I'd have said there's no way they'll do Game of Thrones. Like too wild, too too many characters all over the board. So I have you know way hopes in that. My other one that they kind of did and totally jacked up is my favorite series of all time, which is The Dark Tower by Stephen mm -hmm. King. And they they effed yeah. that completely up, which totally was a massive bummer because that's something I reread like every one or two years. I make a I make a trip to the Dark Tower, so to speak. Um, another ruined one for me as well. It's like I'm looking back here at my bookcase at like all my books because these are the things I wanna I wanna see. Is um, Terry Brooks like the world of Shannara? They did like the Elf Stones of Shannara, the Shannara Chronicles on television, which was horrendous. And um, the early books are just fabulous. Um, mm -hmm. so what, what am I left with if they haven't ruined and done something? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there's actually a really, uh, really interesting book series. It's called the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, the unbeliever written by Stephen Donaldson. And it's, it's different, man. It's kind of a high thinking, um, it's not your typical fantasy series. And I think it would be cool to see it. Um, in a nutshell, it deals with this dude who has leprosy and he ends up like going into this other world where he is the reincarnation of like the land's greatest hero, but he doesn't believe any of it's real. And right out the gate, he does something super bad to someone and uh, it kind of has lasting effects throughout the, what is it? Six, 10 books. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and so every time he goes back to the land, it's kind of like one of these things where time jumps faster. So like he's gone for like a week and it's 40 years later when he goes back the next time. So okay. it's really interesting. It's a good series. It's kind of, uh, I wouldn't read it if you're the person who wants like high speed, high, you know, high action fantasy. It's, um, it's a little bit deeper than that, but uh -huh. it's really, really good. So that's uh, the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, the Unbeliever by Stephen Donaldson. So I guess that's it, man. Like they, they're kind of knocking out all my shit um, and they're kind, of, <laughs> they're kind of fucking a lot of stuff up, to be honest with you. Uh, so, yeah, a great question, man. That really I, I loved it. I loved it. I don't I don't I almost could do a podcast on fantasy books by itself. That's how much I love that shit. So hmm, cool. Thanks, Tiger yeah. Fett. Appreciate that, man.
So uh, again, as always, you can always send us messages, whether it's direct messages right on Instagram, like a question like that, you know, tell us a little bit of a background and, and give us a question. Send us an article. You know, sometimes we miss articles and, you know, we'll definitely open it up to discussion. Yeah, um, or, an article that you're interested in for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or again, you can send an email to the Comic-Con podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll talk about anything here on the podcast. Let's kind of get moving with uh, some of our articles for the evening. So our first one, and this is a big one, uh, this is just coming over from uh, CBR.com. This was actually just posted on the 16th today. So we have Obi-Wan's Kenobi's uh, Sung Kang seems to confirm his villainous Star Wars role. So if you don't know who Sung Kang is, he's the guy who plays Han from the Fast and the Furious series. And of course... He's been in a few of the movies, and I think he's a great actor. I think he kind of plays the, uh, I guess, kind of like the Mickey Mouse of them. Like, he's always got those badass cars. He's always giving them, you know, whatever they need in a way. So uh, this article right on CBR.com basically discusses, he sat, he had a sit-down interview for kind of like bonus footage for Fast and the Furious. Um, and he's talking to the one person over at Screen Rant when they were talking about this, and he was saying how he liked you know, dressing up as a kid as like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and his kids and his friends would play with lightsabers. And he goes on, he goes on to say, and I quote, to be able to be on set and see Darth Vader and see the Star Wars universe in front of me. I mean, just as a fan to be a part of this history is pretty amazing. The actor continued. I kept pinching myself to go. How did I end up here? And my character has a lightsaber to go. Ooh. What? This is, it's not a toy. It's actually the real thing, right? So pretty cool. Um, so, you know, we can start speculating who this character is. Um, we know that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader's in it. Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. Uh, Hugh and McGregor is back as Obi-Wan. So, Zach, who do we think that he is playing? Well, I mean, there's a little, let's, you're going to know this better than me because I can't remember all of them. The Inquisitors. I mean, what do you have? Like third, there's second sister. There's mm -hmm. the first Inquisitor who's that like pale looking. Grand, like, the Grand Inquisitor who's part of the, uh, he was in Star Wars Rebels. So it's anybody. Who's yeah. Seen, he looks like a vampire those. and shit like that. Right. Yeah. He was yeah. pretty much the protagonist in yeah. um, the first one, the first season of Rebels, which was pretty awesome <laughs> to bring in this, this group of fallen Jedi. Right. Turned. Then you have like what third brother? Is it was a third brother? Is he the 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 big the big? B? I mean, he could be an. You may not even recognize him. Like he could be a character that is like an alien. Um, yeah. No, there's definitely a few of them. I, I, there's there's the ton of uh, that show up. Whether it's like you said, there's uh, there's the second sister and ninth sister who show up are in uh, Fallen Order. That's so a nine. The ninth sister is the main one in that one, right? Yes. Yeah, and that one is. Uh, Sorry, Jinda's fallen apprentice. Right. But then you have, uh, you know, you, like you said, you have the fifth brother in Rebels, I think season two and kind of season three, no, season two, seventh sister. Um, but of course, that's a female. That's actually, she's actually voiced by Sarah Michelle Geller, which was something that I didn't know cool. until I was looking up autographs for different Star Wars things and it said Sarah Michelle Geller autograph and it showed her. I was like, oh, really? I was like, I didn't know this. Interesting. But, there's tons of other inquisitors that they, you know, you only kind of read about in the, the Darth Vader volume two run. So this is really where this character is going to be coming out of. So that whole Charles soul run, um, 
pretty much has a lot of inquisitors. I this is he's got to be inquisitor if he says right. he's got a lightsaber. The only other thing that he possibly could be is a surviving Jedi from Order sixty six. Right? Yeah, but, it could be someone getting hunted down as well. I mean, it, that would do well to also show like what the Inquisitors and Vader were out there doing, hunting down these like these Jedi's who were either in exile or went and hid away. So yeah, could be, could be one of those. Because yeah. he does say, you know, he's on set kind of with Darth Vader, so maybe could, he is could a, be getting killed by Darth Vader. Exactly, is <laughs> a surviving Jedi, yeah. and Darth Vader found him. He could be in maybe you know like one scene. It could be like a. 15 minute scene where he's kind of running from the empire and finally Vader confronts him and, and kills him. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating here. That could be the scene and I don't know anything about it, but that could be it. So uh, I, I think, you know, we have a possible inquisitor on our hands. So if you run out and get those Darth Vader books, uh, volume two is when the first appearance of all the inquisitors are in there. So there's a few issues of that or, Hey, you never know. Um, older old jedi who survived order 66 so i will say this probably don't hope that uh his character is going to survive and be resurrected like he was in fast and the furious because whether he's an inquisitor or he's one of these rogue jedis he's probably dead (laughs) not very long so i mean what like the fifth brother was the one who was killed by maul right yes in the um when they were on that awesome your favorite episode oh yeah in the twilight of the the rebels yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, he was the one who was killed by Maul. So, um, could be, I, just, there's just tons of there's, they're any, all different aliens. So, I'm sure makeup, prosthetics, whatever they're they'll do a great job. And yeah, he's a, he's a I would think he's a athletic type of actor where yeah, if they need to do moves and and battles, like I could see him fighting. You know, yeah, because you've seen him like run around and jump in like Fast and the Furious and stuff like that. So, I I think it's gonna be good. Cool. Yeah. Those are good guesses. I mean, who else could it be? You know what I mean? And I don't think it's going to be anyone. If it's not the Inquisitors, it's probably not someone we've seen before. It just Mm -hmm. probably some like, I don't want to say made up, but like some new exiled Jedi or something that maybe we have never seen before. So Mm -hmm. no, definitely. All right, everybody. So let's bring in our guests. We have Lou and Amy from Ages Comics of Alaska. If you don't know about them, make sure you go check out their Instagram and YouTube. I think they are probably the most entertaining people to watch (laughs) on Instagram. If you haven't seen any of their TikTok videos, their reels, they're pretty funny. So we got Lou and Amy. Say what's up to everyone here on the Comic-Con podcast. Hey, Hey. what's going on? What is going on? What up, what up? Comic Con podcast peoples, what's up? I know, right? Like the it's, legit uh, people. So, so first, what time is it there right now? Because Justin's crying over what time it is there. Yeah, and I was like, like it's, smack it's dab in 6, the middle. Six sixteen in the evening. Six sixteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's dinner time. And it's eight yeah. sixteen here, and it's ten sixteen all the way out in Jersey. Wow. Where are you? I'm in El Paso, Texas. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So right now we're all over the country. I right now I would be done recording this, edit it to be uploaded and be ready for dispersal <laughs> on Friday morning and probably be in bed. And you guys But just, just think of how dinner. cool this is. You have everything from like as besides Hawaii, like as far yeah. as you can west coast, middle and yeah. then the east coast. Like so we we just cover in all the bases. Yeah. We just got rid of that uh, central time zone. Who needs them yeah. anyway, right? <laughs> Nobody needs them. It's fine. <laughs> But uh, Jeez, I wanted to bring you guys on. Also, ugh, Were you stationed and, there? Uh, Are you down here at Bliss for a while? Fort Bliss? 
No, uh, um, I was with the Coast Guard, so we we I used to work at Epic for a little bit. Okay, yeah, at TDY there. Right? Yeah. yeah. I flew into El Paso for less than eight hours and helped my roommate from college drive her husband TD wide. And we had to drive from El Paso to Washington. And like, we were there for, I think I flew in at like eight o'clock in the night. We left like at eight in the next morning. So I was there Mm. for like 12 hours. I was like, all right, cool. I've been here, done that. But there was a Chick-fil-A. So I was all about that. We had that for (laughs) breakfast. So So that's, that must've been relatively recent because we just got Chick-fil-A probably like five or six years ago. Uh, I, don't know. I, I, there was no Chick Fil A when I was there. I just remember uh, yeah. was, Border Town, and yeah, yeah, it had to have been right around six or seven years ago now. So that yeah. like, now that I think about it, I was like, yeah. So we, she had a TDY, and her husband was deployed, and she had two kids and two two dogs, and she was like, I don't want to do this by myself. I was like, why not? Let me just drive <laughs> across country with you. It'll be cool. Awesome. The first week that Chick-fil-A opened up that Amy was out there. <laughs> Dude, if you like, I would do whatever I could to get a Chick-fil-A up here, but it just, it'll never happen. They so. can't because uh Chick-fil-A demands. We looked into it. Yeah. We, we looked into it. And um, aside from the fact that they decide where you open up, not you, yeah. uh, right. they have to have local supply of chickens. And up here in Alaska, that's not a thing. Yeah. No. Well, this, this went from a comic book podcast. To talk <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. So now we're, now we're doing. Yeah. We're, but their we're chicken and a biscuit, things. it's worth it. It's fine. Oh, I have a ton over here in New Jersey. So <laughs> they're all over. My wife loves Chick-fil-A. She makes me, she's like, oh, just can you go to the Chick-fil-A, which is probably like five minutes from my house? And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. And the line just lost on us. He did too. He <laughs> was like, I'm going to go get that from my wife. Hey, I'm going to get that brownie point. My wife yeah, always well, talks about how she thinks. If the country, if the U.S. could run the way Chick Fil A's run, there'd be no problems. They're like the smoothest 100%. operation out there. Like 100%. you'll roll up to Chick Fil A and there'll be like twenty cars deep, and you're just like, holy shit! And you get there, and then you're probably through in like ten minutes. Like I mean, that shit just yeah. moves. It's I don't know how smooth. They, I don't know whatever they're doing. Everyone else needs to take notes because they got to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, they definitely know uh. what's up. Anyway, so comic books. Yeah, Yeah. so we brought on Lou and Amy. They run the Ages Comics of Alaska in Alaska. Lou, why don't you tell us a little bit about the shop, when you started, how long you've been really collecting. And I know you're so popular and have enough time and space that you open up a second store in Alaska. That's crazy in this type of market. So give us a little background of Ages. Well, we started it, what, in 2019? May of 2019. May of 2019. And uh, I was like, let's do this Field of Dreams thing. No, no, and... no, no. No, he's not accurately describing that. He was recovering from shoulder surgery. His shoulder was all in this big old brace. And I walked in the door and he looked at me and he goes, babe, I want to open a comic shop. And I set all the groceries down and I looked at him and I was like, don't you just want another Percocet? Like, <laughs> What? Yeah, pretty much. I had just watched that, and I plug them all the time, although I, I, I don't think they even do. Uh, it's a shame, too, because I think it's a wasted talent. But um, uh, the guys that did Midwest panels, I literally watched that thing over and over. Because when you start Googling on YouTube uh, how to start a comic book shop, there's mm-hmm. very few things that pop up that are actually – helpful but midwest panels had to be one of the best uh documentaries out there at the time i think now that the best documentary on comic book shops is um my comic book country that one's really good if you guys haven't seen that yet on uh, uh amazon on uh, prime 
that thing is fantastic. And basically, it was this. Well, the newest one, kind of similar to Midwest panels. That they visited like eight different comic book shops. When I say different, I'm talking from a Midtown style, which was a, a Krypton Comics, mm-hmm. to a hairdresser slash comic book shop. <laughs> Gross. Which was it. Was, it was crazy. Like beard and, trimmings and like your books and stuff. Yeah, well, the, what I liked about the show, what uh, about the documentary in particular, that one, they had this one angry dude, angry former comic shop owner. I get it. Who just kept it real the whole time, man. I get it just now. Like, this sucks. Customers suck and abandoned pull boxes, that other thing. And it, it gave you. It wasn't just all rainbow and sunshine, right? So you realize, okay, so there's some risk involved in this, and there's some nasty people that you could come in contact with, you know, during mm-hmm. this whole thing. And I said, you know what, screw it, let's do it. You know, I was a state trooper up here. I said, well, I've dealt with enough nasty people. <laughs> we could do this. And uh, uh, so we did. We launched uh, Aegis Comics of Alaska in Wasilla, and we were actually on a second floor unit because we couldn't this afford the ass building. Yeah. Cause we couldn't afford the real estate for a ground level at the time, no. but it's a dollar square foot. So we're like, it let's was. do it. All right. I can afford that. Like, let's do this. And we had a mentor in the whole business. His name was Jamie Newbald um, out of us. He owns SoCal uh, comics out in San Diego. He's, one of the oldest comic book shops on the West Coast. He helped and create San Diego Comic Con. So yeah, he an OG. Yeah. He know what's up. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, KRS Comics used to work for him. Yeah. Oh, the Kristen? owner of KRS. Yeah, yeah. 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 He used to work for Jamie, so he knows Jamie. Oh, cool. And uh, so Jamie uh, uh, really set us straight on what expectations were for the business, that sort of stuff, understanding Diamond and, <sighs> uh, 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 you know, those kind of uh, – uh, I don't think you ever really understand them. There just but, comes to a toleration. But yeah, right. Yeah. The big thing was that uh, he really painted the picture of Field of Dreams. You know, if you build it, they'll come and find you. It's not like any other business where you got to be in this prime real estate location. Right. You really don't for a comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Jamie Newball, who's a multimillionaire right now as a comic shop owner. He's in like an industrial complex and in, in, uh, literally looks like a garage. Yeah. In, in Claremont. And yeah, it wasn't even designed to be storefront. No. And he's very successful there. Uh, but that's the one thing that I will say uh, that we've learned the hard way in the last two and a half years. Comic book shops survive off of back issues. They do not survive off of new books. Right. New mm-hmm. books will kill a comic book shop. Yeah. It'll bring people in the door, but it it doesn't it doesn't keep your blood flowing yeah. at all. Yeah, my 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 uh, I have definitely started steering in the direction of focus on back issues mm-hmm. and have just enough uh, new issues to satisfy pull lists and and to have some stuff on the wall. But that's it, you know, uh, because you will see really quickly because of the fact that the industry, the way it's designed. It's not like any other industry. Uh, Barnes and Noble, that's consignment. Mm -hmm. If they don't sell it, they don't have to pay for it. Right. You know, Diamond Comics, even Lunar and Now Penguin, you have to pay for that stuff up front. So whatever's on the wall, 
as you see in our background here, everything that's on that wall, we own it. Literally yeah. own it. We literally bought and paid for it. And as long as it stays there, it's just insulation that is just yep. a, a liability, a fiscal liability until it moves. But and like, the return policy, and I say that very no loosely, return. it's not. <laughs> yeah, and especially being in Alaska with our shipping policies, like we have to pay for shipping twice. So we have to pay Diamond to send our books to a mail forwarder in LA. And then in LA, they grab those books and they take them to Alaska Airlines and it goes on their mail forwarding service. So we have to pay for shipping twice. And a lot of people are like, oh, and I'm like, no, no, no. Now with COVID, I have to pay for priority. So not only do we pay for shipping twice, now I have to pay for priority shipping. So mm -hmm. it takes the normal shipping wow. charges and it just makes it astronomical. So it takes a gigantic chunk out of what profit we would have made on a new book, which is why we really focus on the old books now. That you make your money off of the old books, you kind of rekindle the relationship with the comic book readers with the new books. So yeah. when I talk when I say that, I mean like so we were blessed enough to open up a second location on uh Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson. And that is Army Air Force Joint Base. There's a there's Navy Marines mm -hmm. on there too. Coolest thing oh. today. I was there today and there was a bunch of Canadian military people there that were TDY for some joint training. And I was just like, Hey, that's what <laughs> nice. you say to Canadians. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they're some good books. Eh? Hey? Oh yeah. 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 They were all, uh, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, what's the name of beaver comics or, Oh God. Oh, Mutant beaver. Beaver. Oh, beaver. Yeah. I didn't know where you're going with that. No, but, uh, uh, <laughs> We don't sell the, uh, those comics, the beaver uh, ones. Not on this channel. <laughs> no, the uh, um, what, what's really cool on base is that I'm starting to see the guys that are coming by the uh, our shop there, and they're all the old school readers. I'm getting new readers too, which is awesome. But I'm, I'm starting to see the old school readers. They're like, oh my god, this is the new. You know, is this what they're doing with Defenders now? Oh, oh God, this X-Men is crazy. You know, right. whatever, mm -hmm. right? But those guys are actual readers' readers is, I guess, what I'm babbling about. And that is kind of refreshing to see that we make a lot of money off of flippers and speculators. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we couldn't really exist without them because they help us. But, but it I is very satisfying oh, I love me to have a reader wow. that comes through and is actually reading the book, watching mm -hmm. the guy fold up the book and put it in his BDU pants, which he probably shouldn't be doing, <laughs> oh, but he does it anyway. Cringe. But at the same time, you're just like, oh, but I love but he's he reading reads it. it. He's yeah. reading it. Yeah, it's just a read, right? Yeah, yeah it's a read. Yeah. And uh, so that's really cool. You're just talking about like um, – like back issues. So you got, you obviously got to keep hunting for collections. So like, I know, you know, there's guys down here and especially over where Justin's at, it feels like every day he's hunting and he finds something like where I'm at. It's like no so nothing. So, so jealous. what, what's hunting like in Alaska? Do you have to come, you know, to the continental States to hunt a little bit more? It's no. like hunting for a polar bear up here. No, that's yeah. not true. That's not true at all. That's not true. Like, Don't where are you finding big Don't collections? Listen to this crazy woman. There, there's not much <laughs> for collections. Like, we do get people that come to our shop, but overall, what I think like the the norm would be for hun. We're gonna fight now. All right. Well, I'm just saying I don't think that we have <laughs> right. the amount of now. first ever for that, the comic like, collection. The East Coast gets for people that are like, I got a collection. I got one. I got one. We don't I will. That. I will agree that. Uh, 
the East Coast tends to be the hub for major collections. However, up here in Alaska, because of the military presence up here, oh, right? Because the we have the largest percentage of military veterans in the nation per capita. We have bases hidden all over here because we're so close to Russian airspace. No, we can't see Russia from our dam. I was going to say it, but I was no. going to say I can see Russia from my house, but I can't. But we can't. But I mean, all. You know, uh, with, with all jokes aside, I mean, you know, we have nuclear <laughs> nuclear depots up here. We have right. all kinds of stuff up here, mm -hmm. right? And those military personnel bring up their collections from the yeah. East Coast and the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are, before they transfer, are motivated sellers. So we're starting to tap into that as well. And then nice. you're also starting to see uh, uh, guys that came up. So there's a lot of golden age up here and silver age. And there's a lot of guys that came up here during the, uh, the oil rush, right? the pipeline rush. And a lot of those guys brought up their collections. Hell, that's how uh, the two oldest comic book shops in the state kind of got started. Uh, Fairbanks was actually the main hub for a while. It wasn't Anchorage. It was actually Fairbanks, which is the interior. Now, Fairbanks, the reason I mentioned Fairbanks for guys like you guys that have never been up here, but I've always heard like the extreme examples of yeah. weather and extreme mm -hmm. darkness. That's Fairbanks. Fairbanks 100%. has all the Fairbanks has some of the most extreme weather uh, yeah. differences in the nation. You know, they can have negative 50 in the winter and then it'll be a hundred plus degrees in the summer. Wow. It's Damn. just great. But that's those when you guys, get the, you get the car that has the AC seats and the heated seats. Yeah. You got to get both. Yeah. Up <laughs> there in Fairbanks. Both. And, they have one shop up there. It's called the comic shop. Mm -hmm. And that guy has been there since 1982. Yeah, he's been there so long. He didn't have to name his shop. Anything other than no, the just, comic he's shop. the first shop. Is. So he just <laughs> called it the comic shop. That's literally the name of the shop. That's when you know you're old. Right. And yeah. he owns, um, his name is, uh, what his name? well, he owns uh, Mad Owls, which is a, uh, it's one of these odd situations where, an Alaskan company actually owns a, a company in the lower 48. They, they're a distribution company for like candies and games and stuff out of Kentucky mm -hmm. or something. And uh, he, he Shipping started that up here. There, so, you know. Yeah. So he started that down there and uh, that's where I get, you know, bags and boards and that kind of stuff. I can get that kind of stuff from him for super cheap because mm -hmm. he, you know, he nice. orders in massive bulk. He uses a, uh, Oh, that's the other thing too. Getting stuff shipped up here, the cheapest way to do it is by ferry or by you know by barge. Yeah, by barge. But you have to uh, and everything out of Seattle, but you can't do that for new comic books because mm -hmm. you know you have a time you don't know schedule, when they're gonna ship. right? Yeah, and it takes mm -hmm. it takes about a week to two weeks for uh, shipments to get up here uh, via yeah. barge, whereas with aircraft, it's right pretty fast. So your weekly polls are about like a week behind. No, 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 no. They're no, on time. They're on we time. just have to pay priority for it. That's, oh, that's okay. the gotcha. gotcha. Pay priority shipping for all of that if, to actually get if it I was, If I was, if we didn't have the time constraints that we have, you know, with new books and uh, that was one thing that I will mention that was so helpful. If you watch that, um, that documentary, uh, um, My Comic Country, mm -hmm. they interview several of the shop owners, old shop owners that actually talk about uh, retail wise comic books new books only have a a a a value of seven days marketability and what do you oh, right, right, right. after seven days uh they just there's no interest because right. 
yeah. th there's so many new books coming out. And I, when he said that, I was like, holy crap, he's right, man. Well, and especially now knowing what we know with trying to yeah. keep up with all the FOC and all with the insane amount of titles that are out there. It's, it's as a shop owner, it's, it's really Russian roulette on, are we ordering the right amount of this compared to that? And it's, it's, well, I watch really So our mentor, if you go to SoCal comics and like I said, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris KRS. Yeah. Chris, Chris will tell you, I, I suspect he's doing the same thing at his shop, but at, uh, uh, at Jamie's shop, you watch the books move pretty rapidly. They mm -hmm. go from new book section to, I don't know, maybe 10% off. Right. And then before you know it, it's, it's, it's dollar almost 50% off dollar bins mm -hmm. yeah. for new books. They move pretty rapidly. And yeah, they don't uh, wait around. And that made sense. Holy crap. You know, that seven day, you know, mm -hmm. unless you're, unless you're Midtown and Midtown <laughs> has the advantage because of population. I don't yeah, think I know there's a shop here in Jersey and they typically they'll do their back issues probably maybe let's just call it like two or three months, but then they don't even put the new issues into their back back bins. They literally have short boxes and long boxes right by the door that says dollar. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'll go in there and I may be able to get like a series of, you know, the last four or five issues of some, you know, series that I just didn't pick up. And I'm like, hell, I can get the first five issues for five bucks. I'm like, sure, I'll start this series and give it a shot. And mm -hmm. then if I enjoy it enough, then I'll start picking it up on a monthly basis. Right. So that's where they look at it. Um, I was just over there this past weekend and I missed out, I think, like the last three issues of that. Um, it's from, I want to say it's Boom, Wind, W-Y-N-D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had issues been really like four, five, and six, shop. and I was just like, okay. And I remember previously, I went in there months prior, and I got issues one, two, and three. So, you know, that's it, it could be anything. It could be DC, Marvel. I'm like, all right, a dollar. Like, I'll pay. Yeah, up. yeah. My it, shop, my shop here in town. It's it's kind of frustrating. Um, I've been I've been going there for 15 years, so I'm like friends mm -hmm. with the guy now. I'm probably one of five people who there every week. You know what I mean? Like I'm mm -hmm. one of his most consistent customers. He gives me great deals on stuff. Anything he has, it's always discounted, any wall book or anything. But he's really got to the point. I don't blame him, you know, since since COVID and everything and Diamond dropping the ball and Lunar and obviously this new shakeup that's coming up here, what, next month with uh, the Marvel books going over to Penguin and whatnot. Yeah. Um, he, but he, he only orders pretty much just Marvel and DC. That's it. Right. And like any independence, and I don't read a ton of independence, not like Justin. I read probably five or 10 titles that I really, really like. And I would just consistently like would not have my books. And mm -hmm. he's like, and I get it. You know, he just, he's like, yeah, look, I'm going to stop ordering them. And I think I even kind of told him like, should I just pick my stuff up somewhere else online? Because this shit's not working for me either. And yeah, he just, I think the only independence he gets now are Spawn and TMNT. And that's it. Um, yeah, well, I could see that because then he uh, he could just go to the two distributors. Yeah, yeah. he would get away minor, from Diamond. Yeah, yeah, get away from Diamond completely. Uh, I mean, we've considered that several times now. Sadly, you know, I I don't want Diamond to fail, but unfortunately, but they don't they, give us any reason to keep encouraging. Them. No, they need right. they need to get punched in the face. Seriously, their, monop their monopoly has made them uh, untouchable and has really like given them no impetus to make their business better for years. They've just had a stranglehold on but the, I think the community. A, 
a big like thing to talk about is, you know, we did an interview on our YouTube cha channel with the uh, main person from Lunar. And she talked about how she specifically hires people that actually understand comic books because they know when they're packaging them, like, oh, we need to make right. like be careful. The exact opposite is happening at Diamond. They specifically <laughs> don't hire people that know about comics because they thought it would like reduce theft or whatever the case may be. So like we make jokes all the time. Like I'm like, I'm pretty sure when you're in an interview with diamond, they're like, are you angry at absolutely nothing? Perfect. You're hired, throw some shit in a box <laughs> and you'll be fine because we'll get these, these shipments sometimes. And I'm like, what happened? Like yeah. this is just all thrown into a box, but then you get a lunar box and it's like, there's bubble wrap. They're all, they're allocated. Like, the the staples staples like yeah. one side to the other and it's mm -hmm. all put in there nicely they take their uh variants and especially ratio variants and they bag and board in them and put them like specifically so you know about them like they're they're so far advanced when it comes to the shipping part of it that i'm like how how did we not how have we not figured this out for the people that have been the ogs like mm. yeah diamond had that uh i'd, I'd see like when my my shop would get his books and I'd be there and open it. And they'd always have that all the left side staples and the books would just curve to the right and down. You always had that like bend over there in the spine. Yeah. Like, and you could man. tell like, they don't know what bubble wrap is, oh, but they were God. ordered to put bubble wrap. So they just throw random it. Piece just in there random and make piece no, no sense. And it makes no, no sense, sense at all. Or they'll put like a random piece of cardboard that doesn't make any sense. So like other things are like warped to like in this weird shape. So we have to like try to put them in our press and it's just, and then, like, we'll send them pictures of it. They're like, oh, you can press that out. It's fine. I'm like. So here's wow. the thing. Here's the thing about the press. All right. And I've said it on other interviews, but uh, uh, this is insane. I go to Jamie's shop and Jamie's like, gives me a tour. I'm like, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, yeah, those are presses. And I said, oh, for the old books. You know, he's like, no. For the diamond orders, <laughs> we had no idea. We had no idea, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll never have to do that." And now I have two presses at yeah. the shop. Kevin does all our pressing, and the mm -hmm. majority of our pressing is on new books because, yep. as a shop, you have to start realizing, okay, I have this many damaged books. From we're going to use Darth Vader as the best example. So Darth Vader comes in. And we know for a fact that Diamond only orders a set amount. We know that because we saw it with, when we had our, uh, our our exclusive. What they do is if you order 500, they'll have 25 books as a buffer because they know they're going to fuck some books up. They know that mm -hmm. already, right? So they'll give you a 25-book buffer. We suspect that that's what they do for every 500 books. It's 25-book buffer that they keep at the warehouse for damage. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader comes in, 10 books are damaged. Uh, Kevin and I have to race onto the retailer website, and we're racing against all 2,200 shops who also have damaged Darth Vader's. Whoever gets their claim in first gets the books. Yep. So now you got to be like, okay, so if I don't, if I can't sell this book right now, there's a good chance I'm not going to be able to get it. And my customer is going to get frustrated, rightfully so. And they're just going to go somewhere else and get it. Mm -hmm. Hence the press. Yeah. And here we are wasting 
hours of our time pressing books. Pressing isn't a, a quick process. Yeah, they're supposed oh, to be. Yeah. Well, they know. They, yeah, they, no, no, they, I know. That's but, what I'm but, saying. But you know what I mean? They're brand new. These are brand new books. Yeah. And if you could and see. they're crinkled like an accordion. You're like, oh. Yeah, and you know, so it's just, it, it's really frustrating. So that's why, uh, uh, well, it's also frustrating when you go and you buy a, a collection of these books from the 1970s and 80s. They're not even bagged and boarded, but yet the guy packaged them appropriately. In the, yeah, right. and you're like looking at these. You're like, how has this been sitting here for 40 years and it's in better condition? Better condition than the brand new books and yeah. their state-of-the-art boxes that yeah. they're shipping in. Diamond's yeah. Weekly books come in at like a 7.5 on oh. CGC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, but that's then we're the, the a-holes for saying something about right. it. You know, it's like, mm, no. I think di it's Diamond that has caused yeah. uh, the market to say that 9.8 is something special and rare. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Especially yeah, seeing how new books come that. in, 100%. Yeah, 9.8 nine, eight, nine, eight is uh, uh, kind of a rare thing depending on, you know. Depending on, especially for us as a small shop, we're not ordering 100 copies of something. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm ordering three to four of something. And then if I get three to four and two of the four are messed up, you yeah. know, I mean that, and then I've got two, two customers, you know, I've got four customers all expecting that book. I got to look at, okay, I can hope I can press these other two out and okay. I know this guy's a flipper and he is not going to be okay with this <laughs> one that may or may not have a deformity. And like, it's you're it's impossible as a situation, as an owner, because you're, you're put in these situations where you're just, you can't win. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you have to find an alternate way of beating the system. Not to mention the fact that uh, uh, diamond demonstrated to us, how callous they were during the uh, COVID epidemic where they right. just shut down. And had we not had back issues. Yeah. We'd have been done. We would have been yeah. done. I've seen a lot 100%. of shops close uh, here in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, some well, smaller shops because that's all they were. I, I would go to them just on a weekly basis. The one was by my job. Mm -hmm. They would only have new issues. The only mm -hmm. back issues they actually had were like the, the owner's collection that, you know, he probably right. opened the store with. Unless people were bringing things to him, they had no back issues. Well, a lot, a, stuff. a lot of shops, what they do is they also rely on the cards and games, right. which is very popular on base. Oh, I'm, I'm making a killing with those stupid things on base. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Really? Pokemon, Pokemon, yo. Yeah. Yo. Killing with the I Pokemon. Had to do Pokemon's had like a, res a resurgence lately, no, too. seriously. Crazy, like yeah. They put some new life into that because people are freaking out about but that. they buy them they buy them by the box yeah and it's not uh, it's not one here one there it's can i get 10 yeah, oh, yeah. or how much uh, can course. i just buy the whole box i'm like yeah i don't care yeah. not, you know i don't give a rat i don't out. i don't know as a as a shop owner someone to be like no you can't buy all of no them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah boxes or anybody I, my shop no i know me. i know shops do it but for us because it's a very specific thing no our they, this is what is happens comics, the, the, but the, like the, i'm all about it i'm like yeah hold but. on I, I gotta vent for a second let me vent. <laughs> all right. let me vent. we had this liberal cunt uh, <laughs> you know one of these one of these first time we've had that word on this show that's yeah, definitely perfect I'll see you next tuesday you know yeah. the 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 you know, your little super got all of her participation trophies, you know, got told, got told she was a prince. No, she don't have no damn Prius. She, she's living Strange at home with her mom. Strange <laughs> to have them in Alaska, though. Yeah, well, they come up here. So I obviously I had a, a Facebook stock after she she <laughs> tried to murk us on a, 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 a on our Google review. She was like, 
You are a scalper's oh, paradise. Oh, that one. You yeah. are a scalper's paradise. You should not be allowing people to buy all the books that us Alaskans want to buy. And I turned on and I said, bitch, you're not even from Alaska. I just saw you're from the University of Arizona and shame on you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought ASU produced better than you. And, you know, you're living at home with your mom and you're going to turn around and get mad because some guy who works for a living was able to buy his pull list. Plus he was able to buy a couple of copies of each book. When Why she admitted, get- she admitted that he walked in before she, she did. She's like, this guy who walked in before me grabbed these books off the shelf. And we never had the chance. I'm like, bitch, you never buy anything. Have a pull box. Yeah. And he's got a pull box. And this dude is a, is, is someone who religiously first thing Tuesday and Wednesday, he's going to be at my door. And I don't mean like, at just right when we open, I mean, 20 minutes before we open, he's waiting. Mm-hmm. And this is a dude who has an extensive pull box. And she even admitted that he walked in before she did, but it was our fault that we let him grab the two extra copies we had. But on no, this is her insane mentality. This is what I started trolling her and she blocked me. And then she never she said anything, but, Perfect. uh, Perfect. But what ends up happening is, and her husband tried to step up, and I told him the same thing. I said, "Come get the smoke." I mean, come on, you know, he didn't want any. But he, uh, so what ends up happening is, uh, they really believe that I have an obligation to maintain a large stock in the event that someone someday wants to buy one of those books. Mm-hmm. I should have it available for the mm-hmm. community. It's also Alaska, man. Like you just, I, I think you, I don't I've never been there. I've never lived there, but I would know going there. Like okay, come hang out. Probably there's, yeah, it sounds like it. There's probably not a lot of like, I'm not going to go to Alaska and be like, I bet they just have everything I'm going to need and all yeah. the numbers I need. Like what? <laughs> like who Wildlife, like, like wilderness, yeah. like outdoor stuff. We Maybe like as much do. snow as but I need, but that's to, about like, it. That stuff, like, no, you're, you're right. And we told her, we told her. And we even brought Start up, like, a pull have a box. Bullet. Have a pull box. It'll be waiting It'll for you. It'll be waiting for you. Mm-mm. No. No. I don't want to commit to something like that. You should just have. I'm like, shut up. Just yeah. shut up. Shut your mouth. You know, if, if I knew who your mom was, I'd slap her for giving birth to you. You know, you no. You know, it, it's just a. Yeah. Uh, uh, you do get that mentality from time to time, and yeah. it, it's mm. that was foreign to me. I was like, yeah. really? I was like, but. And it's that really hard balance as a shop owner of how many issues do we order right. that we know is going to be on the pull list. So we know we're going to order this many. Mm-hmm. How many extra do we order? Yep. Because for us, like, like he said, all the stuff that's on our walls back here, we own all that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to own all these. I want someone to buy everything. But that's here, back here's here. the thing. Like, um, I can't say for sure. I, I, I presume so. I, I'd have to ask uh, Kevin. Uh, to confirm, but uh, like that, Mal- that uh, Iron Man Miles Morales uh, alternate cover, right? Yeah, I don't think any shop had enough like of the those. DJ one or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but I don't believe that previews when we did FOC showed us what the cover looked like yet, mm-hmm. so nobody even knew what the cover looked yeah. like. Then they wait until after FOC to tell everyone what the cover looks like. By then, it's way too late to order right. more of those. I'm like, yep. to be used, this is the stupidest system I've ever seen. You should not be hiding that stuff from the retailer. The retailer should be able to see and be like, oh, 
Let me give you more money and buy yeah. 300 more of those because yeah. I can get rid of collectibles those. is what that right. is. That's the pro that's somewhat the problem in the hobby. It seems like is like they are trying to manufacture these collectibles. They want these yeah. to be rare. They want them to be this way. And it's just like for you guys and like you guys as the shop owners and us as the, as the shop goers, so to speak, right. it's like, it's very frustrating. You know, you can't get your hands on that. And then I'm on eBay. Well, I'm not Justin's on eBay spending $200 for some, Variants, and I'm just like, cool. I'm good with cover A, bro. I don't care. So, well, but. and we get messages from people all over this. Do you guys by chance happen to have this, you know, cover? My shop didn't get it. And, you know, sometimes we do and sometimes, sometimes we, we don't. Lucky. Yeah. Sometimes we're lucky. Mm -hmm. We're like, actually, we happen to have a couple of those. But especially mm -hmm. when the like, they don't show the cover, I'm like, I guarantee you. So Kevin does primarily our ordering. I'm like, I guarantee you, if Kevin would have saw that cover, he'd have ordered extra of those. He'd been right. like, yo, people are going to be into that. Yeah. But then they're like, then like we're the assholes because we didn't order enough. And then Diamond's like, well, sucks to be you. And I'm like, well, the good news is that all the shops got. Uh, yeah. They, they no, it wasn't like it was just like one yeah. or two. Like everyone was like, oh, whoops, that was good. Yeah, so. Nobody knew. Yeah. And then the thing even like with ordering, you know, variant covers, it's like you said, like you could order 25 or 50 copies because you want to get that incentive and you think it's going to be good. And then the cover comes out and you get it. And you're like, wow. And all it is is a different color of a ribbon. Like yeah. that's all it is. It's, it's I, I have a love hate with yeah. ratio variants, especially as a shop owner and especially as a small shop owner. I'm not Midtown Comics. I'm yeah. not ordering 300 copies immediately of whatever title we're talking about guardians of the galaxy 16 to get right. some like, like one in know, 50 variant or something and and mm. we've had a couple people who are like oh i want this one in 50 i'm like okay well you're gonna have to pay for that like up front because i gotta order 50 copies of this and i can guarantee you i'm not gonna push 50 copies of this issue and people don't understand that like what do you mean i gotta pay mm -hmm. for that like what do you mean i gotta pay for a ratio variant i'm like uh <laughs> And, and we'll even work with them too. But yeah. you know, it's gotten to the point now. If I don't know your ass and you yeah. come to the shop, mm -mm. no, mm -mm. yeah, the, the the guys that we do that for, they're all good for it. The ones that actually understand, understand the ratio the variants that are like, hey, I understand I have to pay for the fact that you have to order fifty of these to like get mm -hmm. this one cover that I want. I'm all about that. One of one of the stories that we've talked about on a couple of different you know things was we had someone who stiffed us for $1,200 of their pull list. They just like abandoned their pull box. They left us with wow. $1,200. They were upset that we weren't giving them our discount that we get for ratio variants. They thought they should pay like cover price for ratio variants because well, I have all these other books and I was like, well, but I got, I got to pay for the lights and rent and <laughs> everything else. Like, like I, and they got really upset with us because we wouldn't give them a bigger discount. Mind you, they were already getting a 20% discount bless you oh thank you I, and, and i did i, I mute, muted my mic and you just you did you did really good but i but i thought <laughs> i was like so you get the bless you so you know, peace you know you, he, 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 here's the thing is a uh, uh well in that particular guy he's already gotten banned from and he's got every banned comic from book yeah. shop in the state now the, the, hell he shop. From his shop, the same the same thing he pulls the same thing yeah. at every at, at every shop and it's uh but as, as, as a comic buyer, just for people to understand when you're just, you know, as an owner, it's like, I would love to give you a ratio variant right. at cover price, but it's just not, it's not feasible. No, not yeah. at all. So, that's why I have a love-hate There's, ratio, some, there, 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 love there's some stuff variant. like, you know, if I know like a Sonic one in 10, I'm not, I'm not going to beef up that price. Cause I, I, I know number one, that Sonic I'm selling out on all of them. 
especially with Randy. With the, especially, yeah, it, it, we got kids. So we have this one customer. That. He's just the most precious thing you've ever seen in your life. And he comes in and all he gets is Sonic. And he's the just the most precious. We adore him. So yeah, so it's crazy. I've been, wondering who's, I've been wondering who's been purchasing Sonic. Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, very actually, it's actually very popular up here. That's awesome. Sonic yeah. is a Sonic. very like popular Sonic. title Sonic's here. a good yeah. go-to book. I uh, loved for, that game. For a shop. Well, for a shop, those are, you'll know like your go-to candy books, like Sonic's one of them. Um, for all ages, when you get mom, that's why that's why we designed the shop the way we did with the LED lighting, super clean, da da da, super Big spacious. Spaces. Yeah. Because we knew that mom and grandpa and grandmas were gonna come in the shop. And I love that IDW has the all ages. Like yeah. I could nine out of ten. Does too now. Yeah. Nine out of ten times I can turn around and say, uh, uh anything IDW will be safe for you and the kids, you know, mm-hmm. with few exceptions, mm-hmm. right? And that makes it easy. And now you got Scoot that does kids comics because the industry has been begging the publishers, begging them to put out more kids books because you've got to get this new generation to start right. reading these books. And you when know, you don't 30, understand comics, they keep doing it. Yep. Yeah. And like for me, I'd never re- read a comic book until he said he wanted to open up the shop. And I grew up in a town of 500 people in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Comics were not on our radar. I remember the Archies in the checkout line at the grocery store, but like that was it. So when we first opened the shop, we had this wonderful couple who still comes and shop with us today. Thank thank you, Jesus. Because I was trying to recommend a book for their 12-year-old niece who, you know, they wanted to get her into reading and all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, well, here's Saga. This got like elves on it and stuff. Oh, like shit. this will be a great <laughs> title. I didn't know. And he's <laughs> running over. He's like, what? no. And I was like, but it's got elves and stuff. But like, it should be look, fine. Look at the cute guy with the TV on his head. Like, it's okay. And it apparently that's not okay for a 12 year old. And I learned like, they're not always okay. Oh, that's funny. Real cool. <laughs> I learned though. I learned. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that, that's really good. I will say that, uh, 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 I, some of the best people I've met, you know, recently at this, you know, mid, mid, midlife, you know, I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. Some of the best, coolest people have been the people that have come in that shop, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was so awesome to be able to uh, meet this new community that I forgot about in the nineties, you know, when I joined the military and man, so cool, man. It, uh, friendships forever. Some of these guys, I mean, they, I mean they're family now. They right. really are. You know, well, we and- hang out with them, and they, they're. And I, I have some guys that come in the shop that I've arrested before, <laughs> and we That's all get. But you know, they they fix their shit. They got their shit together, and and they're great people, man. And I got to hear their story and see their angle and stuff. But you mm-hmm. know how they view life and stuff. And uh, we all we all meet at this one safe space called a comic book shop, man, which is really yeah. cool. And I don't mean that in a, um, a touchy feely way, but just the fact that people love, people love the art when they argue, it's usually not crazy. It's not politics. Well, we don't allow politics no, in the shop anyway. Politics. So that uh, we do, uh, you know, you want to argue about you know Batman versus Tony Stark, or I, I don't give a rat to Those are valid arguments. We did have this one guy at the shop. It was so Kevin tells the story way better, but it was awesome. So this uh, 
he i'm not going to say his name but uh he is uh uh he's challenged you know mm-hmm. he's uh, uh mentally disabled and uh he has he's kind of you know socially awkward obviously right and he comes in with his guardian and i remember you know he normally doesn't get a lot of attention he kind of like disappears with everyone but he'll come up to us and ask us these random questions you know about what do we think about this storyline or whatever so he comes into the shop the shop is packed it's on a wednesday and he says really loud because you know he can't control the volume and he says real loud he's like do you think darth vader if he was alive now would be charged with a war crime <laughs> and no, no all of our hardcore star wars nerds started chiming in no no this kid was on cloud nine man he was like whoa people are listening to me we're debating now (laughs) he was like oh my god he was like yeah and he's just feeding into it and like it Mm -hmm. turned into like a two-hour uh conversation debate in the Mm -hmm. shop and that's like that every wednesday you know i don't know of any other any other niche where people come into a shop and hang out for hours just talking it's true you know, yeah, definitely. I'm the sport because sports cards, people like right. magic card people, they just come in, they want to buy the, the the newest box, the newest series, whatever, and then they're out the door. They're because out. They, they're hoping to get a great card or whatever. But yeah, like our community, I, I could sit in my local comic shop and I get introduced to somebody who my LCS owner is, is talking to, and then we start having conversations, or mm-hmm. someone's like, Oh, hey, does anybody know about this book? And if it's on like whatever, like the fifth issue, I'm like, Oh my God, it's a great series. Like I've been reading it. And yeah, you just get into different, you know, talks with the the people that are in there, or if someone's like, Oh, what am I looking for? Especially like a reading, you don't know what to pick. Right. Hey, have you checked out this? Here, hey, here's the first trade. Give it a try. Well, and, and I think especially like we have so much of that in our shop, but to take it even a step further, when Lou and I went to Connecticut, got to hang out with you, you know, and we, we didn't tell anyone and we showed up and the reception that we got from all of these people who up until that point, we'd only known online, Mm -hmm. but we had immediately become family instantaneously and everyone welcomed us i think it's the community it's that community which for me as a new person into this community i had no idea like people they're like oh you got somewhere to stay oh you can come stay here oh you can do this like oh we got you here we got you there it was the most insane amazing experience to fly across the country 12 hours and Uh and get over there and just show up and 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 being around everyone who we'd interacted with it was like nobody missed a beat we were all just like oh that's my cousin oh hey that's that's my homie like oh we homies like you had people who went and bought raffle tickets to try to win a raffle which they did specifically because they knew lou wanted a book Mm -hmm. because he talked about it a month ago on a podcast (laughs) like that was how incredible it was when we were in Mm -hmm. connecticut like that Mm -hmm. was finding that community of it, not just being, we all like the same thing. It's not only we all like the same thing. We're all here for one another. We all pump yep. one another up. Yeah. And as someone who has been a 911 operator, I've worked in emergency services for so long to have that feeling, to have that like feel good. Everyone comes together. Like 
that is such an awesome thing to be around. Like it's, it's addicting. Like it's a drug. Like honestly, yeah. the comic book community is damn near a drug because I love all of the people because of how good they support us and how good, like when we do something at the shop, they're like, Oh my gosh, look at what this shop in Alaska did. This is so cool. Like that it's damn near a drug. Like it's like, you guys it's are like having another thousand hype people. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Like y'all are walking around in the back of my ear. You're like, Hey girl, you did good today, bitch. You did a good job, bitch. You did a good job. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> that real was funny. no, no, no. It's, it's perfect. Listen. And it's, it's the truth. Look at you guys. You you recently just hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. You for whatever reason you fell down a couple because some bots, you know, accounts got taken down. You were mm -hmm. real, you know, you you posted it, you tagged some people. How fast did you get up to one thousand after? I, I mean, I reposted it. I'm sure, and I saw other people repost. Less than five minutes. Mm -hmm. like, Less than five minutes. Yeah, that's, that's all it is, you know. And, and that's like what this said, community they, is. That's the cool thing. I think the. And people have heard me speak about this on the podcast before. The Northeast comic book community is very strong. Being the the comic swap in Connecticut, being a terrific con, like it's something that you don't see in any other community. It's something that I think these bigger channels lose sight of because they're not part of. They they forgot what it's like to be any one of us, and mm -hmm. that's what just the greatest thing is. It is a drug. I've, I've said it to my wife. I've said, you know, I've met so many people over the past few years. Again, Zach and I, I'm in New Jersey. Zach's in Texas. We met for the first time earlier this year. But you know what? We've been kicking ass every week on the podcast and having a blast. And we've and off off air. We have personal conversations. And, you know, he's a great guy. Right. It's it's been fun. You know, it's not just being in a shop and, and talking to someone, the community is very strong and can be even stronger without, you know, the trolls, but it happens, you know, we, we have those people. Well, we yeah, have skits for the trolls. So. I had gone. The comic book, Karen, if you haven't watched the comic book, Karen, um, <laughs> that we did, I was like, Zach, I don't know if you saw that yes. one. You got to go to our YouTube. I it, have, I've, I've seen most of your guys' stuff. It's hilarious. It's great. Yeah. I was like, we don't take ourselves seriously. And Which I think the most important part, Exactly. And I think that is one of the most important parts, especially as a shop owner now, like as after we watched the the uh, documentary that he's talking about, I totally understand why that dude was so pissed at everything. Because it's super easy as a shop owner where some dude like walks in, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get my pull list this week. And oh, you know, I might get you next week or whatever. And I'm like, yo, I kind of need you to get those books like, <laughs> you know, like I like and especially people just have this assumption like, oh, you're a shop owner. You're just like rolling in the money. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's not true. You could have and, gone a little harsher on a couple of those parodies, in my opinion, for sure. I mean, but a we couple individuals it. out there, I would have really liked it to be a little They're, harsher. Mm, oh, but we, your we, cousin's we some, uncle's so. mechanic's third cousin's boyfriend is really important to get a book for. So, um, but yeah, no, we we have some others in the works and and all this other stuff. The one thing that I told Lou is I said that, and he's been the one that has said it more than anything is the second this isn't fun anymore, we're not doing it. Right. And for me, who never read a comic book until 2019, when he told me he wanted to open up a shop, like that's been our goal is to have fun. And now I'm like obsessed with like Canto. Like who doesn't love a little dude? that has got a little yeah. clock in his heart. Like he's the cutest little thing ever. It's like a minion. Like who doesn't want a minion and a Canto? Like who doesn't want him? Like seriously. Yep. His, his people are fun. Uh, yeah. 
So before we wrap up, because we could talk all night about it. Oh, I know. I was like, I just looked. I was like, oh, shoot. I think we were supposed to talk about something in particular. I'm sorry. That is fine. It's okay. It's it's great (laughs) having, you know, it's great having uh, someone different here on, you know, the podcast. Typically we have, you know, YouTube people, creators, content creators, uh, Instagram people. But having you guys here on as a comic shop, especially a comic shop in an area that's not flooded the market like my area is, New Mm -hmm. Jersey. Uh, great stories that come from you. And I hope ever, anybody and everybody who's out there listening, you know, please check out Ages Comics of Alaska. Again, they're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. They do have a website. Um, plug. What, what are the you've done two exclusive variants, correct? What are the two mm-hmm. variants that and I'm sure they're still available, right? It's a uh, Red Sonia 20 uh, and, and Mars uh, Attacks Mars Red, Attacks Sonya, Red Sonya, Sonya number one. We've got okay. a, a couple of those left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too bad actually. They they've been selling like crazy lately. Well, but yeah, and we, the really cool thing has been to be able to yeah. give those now, like so, like now that the hype's over for them, like to be able to really talk to people, especially for Alaska, because Red Sonia number twenty. So here's the funny thing. So the Mars Attacks Red Sonia number one was our first one. So mm-hmm. we didn't really know what we were doing. We're like, oh, there's all this stuff we don't know. And John um, Royal, John Royal out of out of England, he's a phenomenal artist. Yes, he is. So he did our first one. So then we got to Red Sonia number 20, which was our second. And I was like, well, I kind of want to like kind of want to input a little bit. John was like, what do you want to do? <laughs> so I gave my ideas. Well, it was really funny because I was like, well, I want Red Sonia with a polar bear on the front. And they were like the the publisher dynamite. They were like, Ooh, we we can't have Red Sonia killing a polar bear. Like PETA <laughs> will kill us alive. And I was like, ooh, time out, time out, time out. I was like, I don't want her killing Red, you know, the polar bear. I want them going to battle together, like kind of like the the golden compass, you yeah, know. The that's whole, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I wanted. I wanted it to be very fierce. Like her and this bear were like, we're gonna go kick your ass. And, you know, because a lot of people draw Red Sonia where she's never eaten a sandwich in her life. Like she's never had a carb, she don't know what's up. And I'm like, "Mm, she's probably killing armies because she's hungry. Like, there's that. (laughs) But, you know, so then when you look at, like, our cover, you've got the Northern Lights on it. And you can see Mm. Denali, which is the biggest mountain in North America. And, like, there was all these different things with the polar bear. So what's really fun now that we have this is I can tell people, they're like, oh, this is really an Alaska cover. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, buy it. So there's that. Just mm-hmm. just go buy That's it. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, definitely. So agentscomicsofalaska.com, correct? Yes. yes. That's the website that you can, anybody out there listening can go ahead and find these two varying covers. Go out and support this local comic shop. I'm sure, you know, we, we could all, you know, strive a little. That's the best way to support the shops. Of course, anybody could probably just call you up if they're looking for anything, back issues. Yep. You, you ne- you'd be surprised what we have and what we can find for you. So if awesome. we don't have it, we're willing to look. Awesome. Well, Lou, Amy, I appreciate you, uh, Zach, as well. Uh, we really appreciate you coming here on the podcast. I know it's, again, the time difference, but uh, we made it work. It's and, not and, late and, here, so it's yeah. <laughs> late for me. It's uh, not too late here either. I'll be Nelson uh, from The Simpsons. Ha ha. it's been a pleasure everyone thank you guys um any closing words before we leave for lou and amy what do you got no Uh, yeah thank oh me or them oh Oh, well whoever wants to go first zach you want to go first and then no uh, i'll go quickly because i just want to say thank you as well thanks for you guys coming on here um 
obviously the time differential and whatnot, but it's so much fun. Would love to have you guys on again and just 100%. randomly talk with no agenda and just see what the hell comes up. See which words Lou says this time, which would be perfect. This, I mean, enjoy it. I enjoy that. That's because usually it's just me cursing on here. So thank you. Oh, thank you I can Sarah. just start randomly doing me like fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. So we're fine. <laughs> oh God. Well, you I, knew what you married. So yeah, it's true. No, uh, I put explicit um, when I upload upload this. <laughs> Just on the last like ten, two minutes, I would I, I would say that uh, um, we're we're blessed to know people like you guys, and uh, um, this community is second to none. Hundred percent. Uh, I don't know of many communities that are like this, and uh, we are very appreciative to be able to still have a shop. We understand that there was thirty three hundred shops when we started. There's only approximately twenty two hundred shops nationwide right now. Yeah. So we're we're we know that we're blessed and uh hanging out by the hair of our chinny chin chin sometimes but we're yeah but yeah. we're doing it yeah and we're having fun doing it and we're going to continue uh uh growing our content and stuff to make mm -hmm. people smile and and get and i just want to be appreciative yeah. to everyone like and i know that we we say it all the time but truly honestly for someone who's brand new to this community to be embraced the way we have by everyone justin I specifically remember when you came up to our table at, at the swap and you were like, Hey, sweetie. And I recognized after you said, after you spoke and I was like, Holy shit. And you know, you came over, you gave me this big hug, but it was like two friends who have known each other forever. And I feel like that, that is what this community is yep. all the time. Mm -hmm. we, we are just friends who didn't know we were friends that it just like <laughs> happened to connect yep. in different ways. And I'm so thankful for it. And I'm so thankful that everyone shares our stuff and everyone, you know, likes our stuff and, and does all those things. Like for a shop owner, like you guys don't understand how important just sharing our things or liking our things or commenting on it with algorithms and whatever. I don't even know. Like how important that stuff is. And I just, I, I as someone who's so new to this community, I'm so thankful for everyone in it. Like you guys are, y'all are my people. Like I didn't even know it, but y'all are my people. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And you guys put it, like I said in the beginning, you guys put out some funny content on Instagram <laughs> and YouTube that I don't think any other shop does. So yeah. that that's what's the best thing about following you guys. Other than, you know, you guys being great people, you know, follow everyone out there listening, follow for the content. You'll see some great videos. So that's it for everyone here on the Comic-Con podcast. Episode 36 is in the books and we will check you guys out later next week. Peace out, everyone. Later. Later.